This program is for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christofferson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. I, I, I was going to press the button. I knew I had to press the button. I, just, I kind of forgot that, you know, when that one ended, I had to press the other one. Hi, welcome to the weekend edition. Usual Madhouse is here. Hello, everybody. We've got Robin Christofferson. Oh, he's here. And of all he surveys. I thank you. I, I, I think it's supposed to be Lord. I keep saying land. I don't mind either way. You're just too nice. Stop it <laughs> at once. Who else have we got here? We've got... Oh, she's back. Hey, Sally Clay. Oi, oi, Savaloys, get up our pub. <laughs> female. Um, we've a female. We have Yay! a female on this show. Oh, it's nice. That's yes, nice. I'm the estrogen, the estrogen component of the show. Hello, everyone. And all the way Great. from America... It is TimShorts.com. I've actually tried to get that. It's a little expensive. Hello! Hello, Tim. Uh, no, Sa- no, no Sam? Who's Sam? No, Sam. Uh, is he the new person? Yeah, where's yeah. Sean gone? Oh, he's got the builders in. Sorry, is that, um, is that another euphemistic um, representation of his man period? Uh, I don't Sorry, know what's going on. French, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's got the builders. Do you know what? His internet has been a shocking the past couple of weeks. Anyone who's been listening, uh, and I'm, I apologise if you have, but um, if you've been listening... I haven't. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, if, you've been li- if, you, if you're not like Sally and you're committed to this programme... <laughs> Uh, then uh, you would have noticed that. We're just yeah, committed. You're just committed. I was going to go there. I thought about it. Or, you know, uh, everyone Been there, done that. These, yeah. I'm, I'm the American. I'll go there. Um, yeah, basically, uh, Sean's internet's not been the best. So he's getting it fixed today. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that's I, the wrong one. It's that one. I didn't, know, I didn't know builders fixed internet. No, they, they should. I don't think. I think the builder could do a better job of this soundboard than I can. Um, can we stop that? Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, oh, Robin, I was going to change your theme this week. Oh. I decided on an upgrade for you this week. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so I was thinking about this one. How about this? <laughs> what a show. Do you know, we were talking right on WhatsApp about shows and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we mentioned this last week about TV shows. This is such a good theme, right? Yeah, I, I love this. You know what I like about that? I can dance to that because it's, you know, there's not much really movement. Really slow. Like, <laughs> like four beats a minute. I just see you shaking your shoulders back and forth, bobbing your head. Oh, just yeah. Kind of in a chair. Scott's yeah. doing his Groove, thing. your chair dance, yeah. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? That's such a good tune. I, I don't actually know what show out. that is. <gasps> what? <gasps> How hang on, hang on. Show is it? it was hang way on, before on. your time. You don't know that show? No, it's not. No, I don't. What is it's it? It's not before her time. She's my age. It's, it's not before her time. Okay. What is it? It's Roseanne. Roseanne. I didn't know the tune to Roseanne. I guess I must have just gone come in halfway after the tune. What do you mean? I, I did actually watch. We, always, we even late for, for TV shows. Is that how yeah, it works? I was. I was late for TV. <laughs> hey, but I wasn't late for this program, Stephen. <laughs> no, that was someone else today. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be late yeah. on the internet. It's, you're, you're just here. You're just present. Mm. 
I love that. I theme. didn't know that was. If you Roseanne. keep playing that, you're gonna have to pay for it. So <laughs> quit it. That's a blast. Oh, uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Knock it off. Fair use, right? Um. <laughs> People are gonna be wondering why that's my theme tune. Yeah. yeah, they probably are wondering that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's I don't understand that. You started to explain it, and then we, we kind of got yeah, off totally, on a tangent. Yeah, no. go, um, go figure. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about theme tunes, uh, well, not about shows mainly, and uh, we came to the conclusion that there's lots of different shows. I mean, I was uh, I was a Golden Girls guy. I mm. loved the oh, Golden Oh, I used Girls. to like that as well. Oh, yeah. I think we've we've run out of our fair use policy, so we can't play that one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the Golden Girls theme was just brilliant, and the show was brilliant. Um, Betty White, who died recently, which, you know, was really sad. I mean, not that when the other ones died, it wasn't sad because it was, but I don't know. There was something about Betty White. She did such a great character. And there was a movie, which I've never seen, but it did it did appear on Amazon Prime with AD called The Proposal. Yep. She's in it with mm-hmm. um, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Yes. I've never seen this movie, but it's no, I haven't either. supposed Amazing to be movie. very funny. It is. And she's great in it as well. But then I get the impression she'd be great in anything because she just seems that type of person. She also did, Tim, am I right in saying this? She did a lot of work with, with you know, you'd call them seeing eye dogs, don't you? It's guide dogs, we call them. But well, yeah. well, we call them both because there's various schools here that use both terms. But yeah, guide dogs or seeing eye dogs. She actually was really good friends with Tom Sullivan, who back in the 70s and early 80s was uh, an actor, singer, uh, he actually wrote the music for TV shows like Highway to Heaven. He was on um, a couple other different TV. He actually appeared on there, I think. Um, he was on you know a lot of TV shows and, and movies and things like that at the time. But yeah, he's, he, uh, well, I was going to say was, but he is. He's still alive. Uh, last time I checked, he's uh, totally blind. And she actually adopted one of his guide dogs when it retired. Huh. And they've actually written books together. They've written, I think, at least two books together. One of them was about that experience about guide dogs. And it's really great because the book especially in audio format they each read their chapter so it's like every other chapter so tom sullivan does his chapter then betty white does her chapter and their stories kind of converge and it talks a lot about her love for animals and how she got involved with uh for instance her local zoo which i believe she was on like the committee or chapter one of those things of her her local zoo and she would visit all the time and then she got very heavily involved with blind organizations because of tom and uh and guide dogs and things so yeah really makes her a lot more if, if it was possible, even more so near and dear to, you know, my heart, our hearts, because of her involvement with the blind. Yeah. You know what? Round of applause for Betty White, because Betty yeah, White's a great go woman. On, Betty. Absolutely. You know what we've got to stop doing in this world? <clears throat> well, first off, figuring out how this works. Stop, stop the button. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's there somewhere, but you know, who, who, who can be bothered to he's find blind. it? He's blind. He does well, doesn't he? I just press the buttons. I just press the buttons. He's, he's so uh, He's very good. He's very he's good. Considering. Uh, but no, you know, I think I think we've got to stop praising people when they're dead, right? I think we've got to start doing this in life a bit more, right? Yeah. Doesn't it really irritate you that when people die, you suddenly hear all the great stories of their life? I know, and it's like, well, hold on a minute. And you, why can't why you just you do that when you're alive? Say that when you exactly. And all well, the people that couldn't be bothered today? while they were alive show up at their funeral and say all these wonderful things about them. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, what do you mean by alternative, Robin? What, well, I mean, yes, absolutely, we should recognize people's works while they're still alive totally but you know when they die not even their work but the the, the life but the them things, the as nice a person yeah absolutely absolutely yeah but then it's natural to summarize and celebrate when they have passed no i agree so you I can't agree, stop I just, that I, yeah I, I just think it's it's annoys me sometimes when people yeah. when people die it's like that's when you know i kind of i want my funeral like you know when i'm alive i want a pre-funeral 
You want to know what people say. I want to know what people yeah, say. I know, can't just fake, you know, fake it and then kind of see what happens. I know, it's like everyone says, yeah, he's a great guy, and then he dies. I'm like, no, let's tell the truth. Oh, that's it. We all hated him. Um, no, I, you know, I, I would love one. to be that guy that's in the casket and then just pops up and be like, hey, everybody, you know, I'm not dead. <laughs> Hiya! I'm he not dead here. yet. So, Hiya, pals. Why Roseanne? Robin, what for you? What was it about it? Did you? Because you know, we were talking last week about humour, and and I, I actually got a text from Brian Fishler, who was on yesterday's episode, and he was saying, "I'm just really um, sad for Robin because he doesn't seem to have any humour." Oh, and he's like, you know, he needs to. Yes, he, needs he to does. Get, he's like, you know, he'll never be welcome in a New York um, comedy club because it just. Well, I know we're not unwelcome, yeah. but just not. You wouldn't enjoy yourself. I think was his point. And um, typical not. New Yorker, you know, just you know, shouting. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> hi New York, love you all. You won't be coming city. back. Now. <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm not travelling back to that city. So it doesn't matter, right? Um, the most frequently um, visited part of the BBC Sounds app is the comedy section. Mm. But I do have to be very selective. There's loads of brilliant stuff in there, but there's loads of stuff that I either you know, no won't be for me, or I try it and I think, oh no, this isn't really yeah. satire. I don't go for political satire. I think that's cheap. Um, so it yeah, there's loads be. of stuff that isn't really for me. But if you talk to my kids, I'm far too humorous. <laughs> far, far too humorous. Not if you have good dad, dad jokes, humor. Robin. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, but no, I, I appreciate his concern. Um, <laughs> but no, he's, he's right. I wouldn't be happy in those venues, I don't think. Fred McCauley. Fred at the stand, he, you know that's that's my humour. I love that. It's not funny. I mean, well, uh... he's not. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. You know, but... fellow countryman. Do you know who I really like? Kevin Bridges. I've always liked Kevin Bridges. I think he's really he's funny. right. Yeah, I mean, he's a, <laughs> I, no, he is okay. I, I'm, Fred McCauley to me is a bit of a. He was like a comic of his time, right? I, I never really mm. would see him as. I like I, that time, more gentle but and is, giving. But is he still doing stuff now? I mean, I didn't even know yeah, he was still totally. doing stuff. Fred at the stand is still a thing. Right. I mean. Isn't it great that we're not all the same, though? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. yeah, absolutely. See, we're celebrating our goodness. But, but at we're the same time... We're celebrating our difference. Our differences that are similar. No, but I, I actually... <laughs> um, <laughs> our similar differences. But no, I actually... I, I loved in our WhatsApp chat, Robin, when you caught the catch in my voice when I was like, oh, yeah, Gold Girls, yeah, great. And, and Roseanne, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I love Roseanne. I love that, that show, really great show. But I was slightly surprised when you said Roseanne, but then you explained yourself. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. You I'm know, intrigued, but... though, because my memory of it is that it was just good, good, honest humor. Well, you know, good, and it was. Down to earth, a bit earthy, but I love, I love earthy. Yeah, I just good don't family like humor um... that's relatable. And I think that's what yeah. made a yeah, show like, like that. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Completely relatable. Just speaking oh, of, of comedy, can I just mention uh, Chris McCausland, who's a blind comedian, uh, a really nice guy. I've, ne I've never met him. I've never spoken he's to him. He's absolutely brilliant. He is, well, he's, funny, he is anyway. he's very funny guy. He's yeah. funny I've guy. heard he's with his, his giving directions to, to sighted people. Have you ever heard that? Uh, no, yes. I'll have to listen to that. <laughs> funny. He's well, sitting on a bench and this woman comes up to him and says, oh, can you tell me the way to get to X, some bar or something? And he's been there several times before and he knows exactly the way to go. And she doesn't spot that he's got his white stick or maybe she does, I don't know. But he says, yeah, what you do is 
go down here to the right, like 300 steps exactly. Yeah, You'll hit a bollard with your knee. Then turn 90 degrees to the left, yeah. head over there and, you know, trail your hand along this wooden fence. <laughs> and when, you've, when your he head has been entangled in the third bush, then put your back to the fence. <laughs> and this lady's sighted, you know. And, um, I was, and he went on like this for about half an hour. I like that kind of thing. I don't know no, if it's very funny. That, but... but it has actually happened to me before. Like, because blind sense of, uh -huh. you know, the, the way that we do it, it's like 15 down curbs, you know, 13 steps mm -hmm. on the right. You get your that. fourth driveway and all this Ali kind of stuff. Ali that smells like we. Yeah, yeah totally, yeah. <laughs> and it's about himself. He's poking fun at himself because he, and it was part of a longer, uh, a, a bigger section about how he's coming to terms with being blind and stuff like that. Yeah. It was really, really funny. He's Almost sounds like a day in the life of Sean Priest. Yeah, it does actually, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? I, I, I honestly think Including Sean running Priest, into the bush. Don't you think Sean, I mean, since he's not here at the minute, I can say this. See, this is what I mean. We say things when people aren't around. Yeah. Uh, mm. But don't you think that Sean Priest could be a stand-up comedian? He could be I an think absolute he could be. star He does it every day. He lives it. He does. He's he lives the comedy. Uh, I don't think it comes across on this show so much, but... Honestly, he is he just cracks me up. He makes me I love his four o'clock in the morning WhatsApps as well. <laughs> when he can't sleep or he's already up, yeah. Well the thing about Sean is that and we've all known him, you know, collectively for quite some time, and he won't ever say this. He's so humble and so I don't want to say self-defeating, but but he is very humble. Self-effacing, yeah, because he's he's very humble in it. But I mean, between us and and the audience, because he's not going to listen to this, right? He's so he's so brilliant. Like his his comedy, his sense of humor, and his his character. He's just he's just he's just brilliant. He's he's a good guy. I'll, I'll just he's so good. He really is. He'll do Well, that's the secret, isn't <laughs> the it? The place jingle, quick, Stephen. Place uh, jingle. Uh, is it that one? Oh no! No! no. no. Oh, You know, Robin, what you said there is actually the big secret, I think, about Sean, or not so much to some pe you know, people like yeah. us that know him. He, he does have the big heart. He does. He, he, he does. He doesn't, he doesn't like to talk about it, but I can't boy, that, wait that to guy. hear what you guys say about me when it's my turn. Uh, right, oh. okay. Um, <laughs> I've talked about you on Clubhouse, but I've already told you what I said. So, you know, I go well, on there. I, I, I don't like, talk is, about it. Is that him. the one we to bring the lawyers in for? I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I love First that. First rule of I, Stephen is not to talk about Stephen. Not talk about Stephen, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, everybody's, everybody's um, always like. Anyway, are we doing a show today? The reason I brought Chris McCausland up in this conversation. Oh, yeah. several months ago was because he's got a new show on Radio 4 and oh, you're saying Robin you like BBC Sounds well you'll find this it's called You Heard It Here First and it's um, now hang on when was Thursday the 7th of April was that was Thursday that was there? this Thursday that was yesterday yeah. today uh, you mean you mean uh, oh, last yeah. two, two days, days ago, yeah, days okay. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh -huh. um, so Thursday 7th of April half past 6 it was on Radio 4 <laughs> but you can get it on BBC Sounds You Heard It Here First Chris McCausland his first uh, weekly show. I don't know how long it's on for, but he's got a new show on Radio Four. And do you know what? I think that's just brilliant. You know, I mean, not because he's well blind, but deserved. you know, he's deserved. I'm going to rush out and listen. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, After you've listened to this, obviously, that makes perfect. Don't, don't cut us off. Don't you dare reach no, for don't, that. Stop. Don't button. go and listen to that first. Don't this you isn't dare. Um, totally connected. But did you know that Lost Voice guy has now got a Geordie synthesizer? Oh, you really? I thought he had that ages ago. Oh. No, I, I just heard it, was, it on the news this morning, no, and I, I haven't actually heard regular, it. Yeah. I thought it was regular. Oh, I thought he always had a. Um, he uses Daniel he usually. Oh, does he? I thought he had a um, a Geordie one. I seem to remember a documentary about him getting the Geordie one. Oh, that'll be it. That'll be well, it. That'll be what it is. Yeah. Wow. I just heard it today. On that the is news, really cool, so, though, isn't it? Yeah. 
on the news, that. not on the mainstream media. We won't be having any of that nonsense around here. This is the internet, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> right, email. let's get some emails. We get emails. We get your we get email, email every, day. every day. And the thought I love about it is always sung out of sync. Mail today. <laughs> if you love music sung out of sync, <laughs> oh, it's the dog. It's not feeling well again. Yeah, if your dog is making that noise, it's not good. Run. As a as a premium multitrack editor, Stephen, you could just grab that bit and pull it back. I could so that it would be in sync. Yeah, exactly. Just isn't there a snap button or something? You know, you can just snap it back. Yeah, snap to the beat. Is that the button that you press and then it hits me in the face? Is that the yeah? That's the one. No, that's the whack button. The whack button. Yeah. Ah, right, shall anyway, we get into some emails? emails. Drifford yes. has written in. I hope I'm pronouncing Drifid. this right. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Drifford. Um, was very wow. pleased to come across the new podcast. You'll like this. Talking real guys at large tap blind tech in the shed. Well, that pretty much sums up everything, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. A few shows that even aren't ours in there. There you go. Uh, uh-huh. The range of subjects and the long conversations at the weekend are really stimulating. Really? And helpful in bringing several... I don't know why I sound so surprised. That's because I'm on the show, Stephen. Oh, yeah. it's because... Yeah, well, you were on last week. Just saying. I wasn't. Oh, that's mm. probably why then. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yes, they're really stimulating and helpful in bringing several strands of a blind and partially sighted experiences together. I'm really pleased that you and Sean are enjoying the Braille course. Wow, you're a bit back. Um, yeah, wow. we started that about 800 episodes ago, didn't we? And uh, stopped at about 799 episodes ago. You know what, Tim? Well in life, you never stop learning. You never stop. Every day is a school day, right? Mm-hmm. Every day is a day of learning. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, since going blind in my mid-40s, about five braille. years ago, uh, learning Braille has been one of the most important experiences I've had. And even though I had the tech to support me as a partially sighted person at school and at work, I wish I'd learned Braille earlier. Hallelujah. It's nice to hear someone else say mm-hmm. that. I yep. think I may have beaten Sally's record by learning grade two in a month. Oh, wow. wow. That is good. Well done. That's impressive. You know what? If I, I, mean, can, if I can find it. There we go. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not very loud, is it? Not very loud, is it? Turn it wow. up, Stephen. Come on. <laughs> there we go. After you've learned to, I think the hardest bit is learning to feel the stuff. So I can't find, I can't you know, find yeah. the keys on this keyboard. The, co- the so code is actually so really dead, the rest dead is easy memory. to learn. Them, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you've which got good memory, which is great. Yeah, isn't a small feat by any means, but no, still, it's not. Yeah. It's not a blast. How many is it? Fifty-six contractions there are. Is that right? I think there's more than that. Is there? I don't. I don't, I don't know, know. Actually, I just vaguely remember someone saying there were fifty-six. Maybe. In the... Actually, the hardest bit with grade two is knowing where to put the contraction within words, mm. which things you because there are rules about that. I still. I know, and with UEB as well, it's all changed again. Is it? It used to be that you couldn't cross thing boundaries. Yeah, that's boundaries. Wasn't I? Can't remember. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. There's certain things like. I don't know, I'm trying to think. But things like year, that you don't know whether to put the EA sign mm. or the AR sign. But I, th- I think it's AR, but I don't even know if that sound- sign exists in UEB anymore. I'm confused. <laughs> well, Drifford goes on and says, listening to the programme has inspired me to think about how I use the different solutions open to me in different ways. For example, in order to keep on top of the household paperwork, I've started combining using OCR equipment to save the really key documents into a computer whilst also using very low-tech slate and stylus handmade Braille notes on the hard copies so that I don't lose track of them. I don't know how people... How do people do that? Because I I try and do it, and I just can't... I mean, I I know how to do it, if you know what I mean. I can actually do... I know the... The, but I, uh, I don't right, explain this to me because I always feel like an idiot when I ask this. But I don't. What, what, what do you do with a slate? Ba- basically, what you do? Are you talking about? A hand, I presume that's a hand, a hand slate. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you put the paper inside and what you're doing essentially, because you know how Braille works from uh, when you write it, it's things pushing up rather than mm. pushing down. So it's like you, um, the pins or whatever push up yeah. through the paper and create that. So that's what you're doing essentially. You're pushing from the back. Um, you're pushing from the back of the paper. So, no Stop laughing. It. Stop it. That's not appropriate humour at the week. This is Saturday. People, are, people are having conflicts. Satire day. Or, she hasn't got other, to the hard bit yet. Other serious... Now, stop oh, it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right, so what you do... Yeah, so like from, carry from, on the, movie in here. from the other side of the paper, you push um, you push the pin through, or the, the, the... What do you call it? Stylus through, and you're doing it back to front. So essentially, dot one... Uh, if you want a dot one to come out on the other side, it has to be a dot six on, on the can, side can, can that you're doing. Hang on, can I just a stupid question here? But when you do really? that, don't you poke a hole in the paper? No, because no, there's little because this, the oh, stylus isn't sharp enough to create to go the whole way through the paper. Ah, see, so it's creating a bump, really. So it's creating a bump, right? Exactly. Okay. You have to basically do it all backwards. Yeah, and you do Got it you. backwards, yeah. so it's as if it's retrograde braille. God, that's even. <laughs> okay. Um, I can do that, can do but the thing ways. that I can't do is get the damn thing to go through the paper properly, and it only does half the word. Mm. So, mm -hmm. any technical um, hints would be most appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, well, Drift will come back and sure give you advice on that. Uh, mm -hmm. He also says thanks to Robin for his guide on the Mac. Okay. Um, well, we know all about that, of course. Thursday, we actually had a contribution in from Drift who sent in uh, an update for us that went out mm. on Thursday. And uh, that was a brilliant update because what it did was it kind of went through the whole uh, voiceover commands and layers. Now, Sally, I know you don't listen, so, you know, I thought I'd tell you about this. It's a great show. I you should listen to it. It's a brilliant show. Sorry, I did actually listen. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see how much you learn out of that one because I will say this whole thing about the various commanders, um, keyboard, numpad, touchpad, there's so many different, well, trackpad, I should say. You should use all different ways to navigate. Although, interestingly, I think that out of all of them, and you would think if you're coming from an iPhone to a Mac, the trackpad would be the obvious mm. one to go to, but it actually isn't. And we were saying this in Thursday's episode that the problem is that with a trackpad, you... You, you, you can only go so far with the trackpad. You yeah, still need the yep. keyboard, and your hands are always on the keyboard. So, so why bother with the trackpad? Exactly. How, however, I do use um, the trackpad with the rotor to do head, like navigate by headings mm, on a web page always, point. and uh, form form controls that kind of thing. It's just I find that just that little bit quicker. And also, quick pro tip for you here: if you've got a MacBook Pro or well, actually I say MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air or any MacBook, frankly. Um, you can attach a keyboard to it and, um, no, hang on, get this right. You can attach a mouse to it and in the settings you can set it so that it will disable the trackpad when you plug in the mouse. Because a lot of people have said, how do you disable the trackpad? There isn't a shortcut. There isn't, There's no there. way to disable that trackpad. Now, I, I think that's probably a sensible thought, to be honest. I mean, it, you can do it on Windows quite easily. You can go in, you just go into trackpad and your touchpad as it is there and you just turn it off. But you can't do that on the Mac. So what you do is there's two ways to do it. You can either attach a mouse physically. You have to attach it physically. It mm -hmm. could be one of those wireless. You know, they get those wireless ones you've got the little dongle for. But, you, of course, you'd need to get a USB-C one and all that. Anyway, there's another way to do it. If you've got or if you've decided to buy yourself an external trackpad that's wireless, you can connect that to your Mac. And, again, you have to set this up in the settings. But you can tell it that when that's active... It will disable the other one that's actually on the machine. This is ridiculous. Silly, yeah. 
This is absolutely... I'm sorry. Spend £150 to disable yeah, exactly. your trackpad. To disable your trackpad. How I'll about just, you just shift it over there. Yeah, exactly. This is insane. Why would anybody... For a start, we never use a mouse. And it's so easy to, to brush it accidentally. I mean, I would put a bit of cardboard over it or something. I know you've got this gorgeous machine and then you just put a manky bit of cardboard over it, but, yeah, it's the brushing of it accidentally. Yeah, no, it can happen. And there should be a way to disable it, and I don't know why there isn't. The good thing about it is that it doesn't seem to activate when it's if it feels the palms of your hand. It only recognises the fingers. And obviously it's, it's haptic as well, so you know, the buttons, it's not got physical movement in it. So that's quite good as well. So in a way... I haven't really had a major problem with it, to be honest. I've not. I've had more issues with it in trackpad commander mode, because that's when it's truly sensitive to what you want to do. Because that's when it's really active for for you. Um, whereas I don't really have that problem with it regularly. So you know, I think it's just if you if you've got you if you just put your palms onto the the wrist rest and kind of just forget the trackpads there. Don't even try and ignore it. Just forget it's there. You'll find that it, it doesn't actually activate at all. So. You should no. be all right. Uh, it's when on. I'm typing, I think my thumbs trail. It does bit. do it to me it, well, when I'm well, typing. It's, it's in word processes. Well, you can't type without moving your hands, Stephen. I can't you? use that laptop keyboard anyway. Even if I was going to go somewhere else, I would take the, an external keyboard too. Yeah. Is, that, to that, be is fair. that because you've got the, what have you got, the MacBook Pro 16? Yeah. The, the Intel one? Yeah. With the worst keyboard ever made? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, you only have to breathe on it and you've... Yeah, you it's know, a terrible keyboard. Key. It's terrible. Yeah. But that, this new one I've got, this might be pro, beautiful. Can I just uh, just interrupt her for his email for a second to say I've got something with me here. Um, I'm, I'm dusting it a little bit as we speak. Um, but... <laughs> Wiping off the dog food. <laughs> just, just uh, this is... Um, I'm, I'm actually cuddling it as we speak because this is... I'm very, I'm very sad this week to read the news that um, the 11-inch MacBook Air from 2014 has been not just put on the it's been on the vintage list for some time it is now on the obsolete list at apple so this is oh. now dead this should be buried it's the somewhere dodo of max do you know what this machine works brilliantly i've had no issues with it and i use it really just as a note take i literally use it for that purpose i just use it with text edit and that's it and it and voiceover is brilliant on it it's responsive enough because obviously it has the os on it that it can handle it doesn't try and do what Windows does, which is just keep piling on the OSs. Yeah, yeah, Windows 11, no problem. Yeah, and then nothing works. No, this <laughs> it, it stops at the point. There's a point, and I actually quite like that about Apple. You know, the machine can the machine will give you as much as it can give you. And I'll say the keyboard on it's really nice as well. Although it has that horrible MacBook Air thing, which I absolutely hate, in that it's got the stupid feet. It's got silly feet. Um, because they don't, they don't, they don't. I mean, I've got my desk here, right? It's moving all over the desk. I just touch it and it yeah. moves. Yeah. I hate that. That's why I like my MacBook Pro. I mean, honest to God, that's why I bought the MacBook Pro because it's so heavy, it doesn't move. I know that sounds pathetic to say I spent two and a half grand on a machine just so it wouldn't move around the desk. But that's First kind of problems. my argument. Yeah. I, I will say 500 <laughs> quid of that came from Sally, so thank you for that. Um, you Pleasure, know, dear. You know, that solved that problem. Good. That's, that was my that's how much he paid me. That's I'm on retainer, you see. Yeah, that got short of the uh, MacBook Air. <laughs> but uh, no, I do love. I love my 11 inch MacBook Air, and I'm never going to get rid of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, if you do have one of those, and I think the 13 inch MacBook Air from that age as well is on the list, you won't therefore get any more repairs on it, uh, except battery. I think they'll still replace the battery if you want them to. Um, but then there's probably other resellers and retailers that could do it because these things are a bit more easier to open than the newer ones. So. I'm sure I've got, I mean, there's a company, well, it's actually a charity that I go to for computers or, or for repairs and, and I give them the money because, you know, the money goes for good causes. 
and um I, uh, you know, he's great. He just rips the machine open and, yeah, fix that, add that, give you some more RAM, put a new hard drive in. Yeah, great, you know. And it all just keeps it up and running. Like he did, he fixed that one for me, so. Hmm. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, anyway, Drifted says, although I've been using one for quite some time. What, what are we talking about here? Oh, yeah, the Mac. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, although I've been using a Mac for some time, it was good to have the chance to reflect on the similarities and differences when comparing Mac with Windows. This was on your earlier feature, Robin. Um especially when the voiceover documentation isn't always that clear. Mm. And it was also great to hear from very experienced Mac users like Scott and David, realising that my frustrations with voiceover were not down to user error, but down to the problems in the system. Um, it's just nice to have all these things talked about in such great depth. I'm really enjoying the new format. Uh, in fact, he says I should just, uh, for my own you know, egotistical purposes, say he says really twice. So I hope that's not a mistake. Really, really enjoying the new format and the breadth of topic being... Uh, covered and like I say, you can hear from Drifted on uh, Thursday's episode where he talks to us about uh, the voiceover commanders. Um, Stephen Reed writes in. Firstly, I was a listener of Tech Talk, so I was delighted to when I found you were all on this new show. Uh, I would class myself as a binge listener, so I'm always playing catch up, a bit like you guys with the emails on Tech Talk. Oh, that's that's going back in time a bit. Mm, we don't do it that was anymore. True. It was true. We were terrible. <laughs> used to make jokes about it. Yeah. Oh, we have got 500 pages of emails to read. <laughs> and then read one of them. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Um, but yes, uh, he says, I've just finished episode 41. <sighs> You've got a long way to go. Uh, <laughs> that also concerns me about what's to come. <laughs> I always think when people catch up with the later episodes and some of the conversations we've had, the wrath is yet to come. But he says, I've just finished episode 41. And yes, I also bought some Bose frames because I heard they had been reduced to £83 on your show and felt compelled to write in after your fascinating discussion as it felt pertinent to my current situation. I started my sight loss journey about eight years ago at the age of 41. My central vision started to go and I considered myself partially sighted. I wanted to use the useful vision I had, but the phone became harder and harder to use. Steve, you'll be pleased to know I had an iPhone. However, I was scared of voiceover and initially it frustrated me. Then I received a demo as part of an RNIB Living with Sight Loss course. I gave it another go, practiced, and within four weeks, I couldn't use my phone without it. I continued to use my iPad with a mixture of magnification and voiceover and my computer once I rekindled my love for it, and initially PC, but later Mac, using magnification. Well, recently I developed another condition which is affecting my peripheral vision and have had surgery last week, eye surgery. Uh, the useful uh, vision I had is deteriorating and I fear my low vision aids will be swapped for no vision aids. Like you guys and Gal were saying in the podcast, I probably didn't fully adjust wanting to use what I had left and now I'm probably going to have to fully adjust and again I'm not looking forward to it. It was fantastic and reassuring to hear all your differing views on this. I didn't expect to hear a discussion like this on your show but it was incredibly welcome and I'd be happy to hear more. Thank you so much for this. Oh, um, if it's any yeah. help, I absolutely love using technology and I'm obviously no vision for a while now. Yeah, so when you finally have to go there, it's not like a, an inferior experience. It's absolutely brilliant. In fact, it might be a lot more efficient and a lot more easy going for you. So I think it can be. And I think we forget how much easier sometimes it can be when you actually make that leap to being blind and not partially sighted. And I've always said to myself and to other people that necessity breeds capability, and I really do think it does. Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I think we, the, the, exactly, and that was the case with me. I had to learn JAWS. I wasn't going to be able to use a computer anymore. Voiceover, I had kind of been mucking around with anyway, so I had the basics in hand to be able to deal with it. I think that the first thing to do is if you know in your if you know in your head if you know Stephen that it's going to happen, start preparing. Just just make the move, and and the way to do it is really simple: turn the screen off, turn on voiceover. Start playing around with it. Listen to to demos. Go to the Apple Viz website. You know, really take on as much information as you can. You know, almost try and think of it as a little bit of a hobby. You know, don't don't try and see it as what it what we were talking about last time. Like you know, it becomes a necessity, so therefore you become frustrated with it, and it's not really because of the tech. It's because of how you're feeling. And I think if you know that's coming, and this is why I wanted to have the conversation, was to say, look, that's part of the deal unfortunately that is part of the deal that you will be in a position where you'll start to feel frustrated with the tech and in your head you're thinking what because i i thought this i used to think why am i so angry at a piece of technology but of course i wasn't annoyed at the technology i was annoyed at me and i was annoyed at the fact that i was losing my sight so as a result of all of that i felt you know angry and acknowledging that once you understand that once you get to the other side of it you realize it and it's really incompetent i think i mean i know a lot of people in our community, you know, think it's all about advocacy and, and, you know, the reason we should talk on these shows is about, you know, pushing companies to do better and all that stuff. But I think it's also about helping people who are on the way up, if you like, because yep. if we don't help each other out, you know, people who are who are like Stephen here would be left behind. And I don't want that. I don't want that for no. Stephen. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for any of you guys. You know, we, we, we all need to find a way to help each other out. And that's what this, for me, is about. This is... This is the thing about the technology show. The amount of people that keep saying to me, well, actually, not so much people who, who listen, I will say that, but people who are kind of on the peripheries of my life, friends of mine and others, and they say, you know, it's a tech show. Why are you talking about all that stuff? And I'm like, but guys, it's a tech show for blind people. And where else do blind people hear these stories? Right. Well, exactly. And also, a tech. it's about why we're using tech, Exactly. Isn't it? Because why are we using tech? Not not everybody. Some of us are tech enthusiasts. Some of us are on the periphery, like me. But some of us just use it because that's what makes our lives easier. Well, yeah. And, and you know, that's the thing. I mean, I know people listen to this who, who don't really engage that much with tech. They maybe just like the conversations. And I've even heard people say, I know from Tech Talk days when people used to say, you know, I listened to your show for several years and never picked up a piece of tech in my life. And then suddenly my grandson walks in with an iPhone and she, she turns around to him and says, can you put voiceover on? And he's like, what's that? And he goes off and finds out, you know, Googles it, figures out how to turn it on. And she starts playing with it and suddenly she's using an iPhone. And she says, I only did that because I heard you guys talking about it and thought, well, if you can do it, maybe I can do it. And that, and that ultimately is it, right? If people can just can just get the information that... Losing sight is not the end, and I know it's a horrible thing, and I know that, and and I will never minimise it on this show. You know, I hate this. I sometimes hate this conversation of once you've gone blind, your life is great. It's not right. <laughs> nope, it's not. There no. are many challenges, many problems. That's not to say there aren't good days, and you will never laugh again. You know, because of course you will. Of course you'll find things funny. Of course you'll find moments that are enjoyable. Of course you'll have a laugh again it will, it will feel like it's a long way off but you'll but it will happen and but of course you'll still be frustrated and you'll still have roadblocks but... because it's a soup right it's a big blind right. soup of emotions <laughs> blind man's yes. broth <laughs> blind, <man's> bro <laughs> uh, excuse me, well blind woman's broth 
Uh, oh, as, blind bird's uh, well, broth. Yeah, blind Sorry, bird's broth. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's not easy to say after a few. Um, but I, I just think, we'll test that out, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's <laughs> get do you the drunk. Let's get him blind drunk. guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, <laughs> it's a show. If you think this is wild, but um, no, honestly, guys, you know what? It's so it's so important we have this conversation, and I'll have it as long as people yeah. want me to, to talk about it because I think it's it's just I think it's relevant, and I think we're we're always. You know, people listening to this are not necessarily sitting there. Um, and, and that's the thing. This show is not for geeks. It's not for people who are way up on their tech. We know, Sally, we know people, Tim, mm-hmm. Robin, we all mm-hmm. know individually people. To, collectively, we know people who say to us, yeah, you know, I've tuned in and uh, it's all right. I haven't learned anything. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not, mm-hmm. you're a geek, right? You're a, you're a techie. You already know stuff. You know Why would you be stuff. tuning? Yeah, exactly. You're not listening to this, right? You go off and listen to, I don't know, um, Inside a Computer Weekly or whatever's on, you know? Um, and that's fine. Um, but anyway. Bonding with your CPU. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am cuddling my MacBook Air 11 inch though. It's not obsolete. Stop saying it's dead. Um, anyway, Stephen goes on to say, on a slightly different note, <clears throat> I have listened with particular interest to your recent discussions on voiceover on the Mac. I've not started to look at this yet as I'm still managing with magnification and I'm not looking, looking forward to it after your frust- hearing your frustrations. My question is, why can't voiceover on the Mac be more like mobile devices using gestures? Surely this can be possible with trackpads and the magic mouse. Well, we yep. have, of course, touched on this. It yep. is. Um, I use gestures to zoom in and out already. It would make it so much easier aligning it with the mobile devices. That would just work. It would be great to hear your views. Right, look, just one final point on this, because we kind of did touch on this already. But the reason I think that the trackpad is not a great way to learn a Mac is because of the fact there's only so much you can do with the trackpad. There is much more you need to do with the Mac in order to interact with it, move around, say, get to the menu, to the dock, navigate around the finder, all those things you have to do. They require keystrokes. But then that would be the case with JAWS. That would be the case with NVDA or Narrator, mm-hmm. right? It's no different. So I, I, I do think people tend to, and I know we've kind of slammed the Mac a bit in the past, and I think it's probably more from a kind of daily user perspective, if I'm honest. Um, I am still preferring the Mac over the PC today. Me too massively and I'm still at the beginning of my journey with the Mac in a way and I am a mum so I never have any time to do anything as any parent will know there's no time and I've got about you know I'm also a freelance musician and I'm trying to do a counselling course and blah de blah de blah and there's lots of different things going on simultaneously and yet the Mac is still quicker and what I would definitely have uh, say about the trackpad experience was for me personally and again it's so different from user to user but Going from the phone, which I was really confident um, on with voiceover, competent, that's the word, um, and then going to the Mac, using the trackpad actually saved my life at the beginning. And then just slowly but surely learning the hotkeys that you need to access, like you say, Stephen, the dock or the, you know, finder or the spotlight, all all the different components of the Mac, you can actually learn those incrementally as you go based on your need per task rather than having to just immerse yourself in this massive craziness of 5,000 key combinations you know and um, and actually I do I did find the transition akin to sort of using your phone on the computer and then slowly but surely as I've as time's gone on I've become a lot more au fait with using the keystrokes don't, you do, so don't we all just play the game like though of how do you do we all play the how do you do game, right? So everyone does this every time. I, I, I find this, a, a, it's not a blind thing, but 
I think we do it more, which is as soon as you learn something and you figured it out, it's like, okay, how do I do this? Yep. <laughs> so instantly you're starting to learn and that's it and i think that's the best way to learn i think learning by necessity not not by necessity as in you have to do it at that moment but i mean you need to know this thing at that moment i think that is really powerful because then it sticks i mean i did the jaws course thing um way back at the beginning i did a whole day i mean it was in a hot room <laughs> no aircon no windows or no windows open anyway um i had a guy talking to, talking at me for a, the best part of you know six hours and, and I'm just like, at the end of it, I learned nothing. Mm-hmm. I learned nothing. I had no more knowledge going in that room as it came out. Something stuck for sure, but not enough. And, you know, I ended up just saying, I need to figure this out on my own. I need to yep. just, and, and talk to people like yourselves. And Tim, I had called you a few times, umpteen times probably about it, saying, how do we do this? And how do we fix that? And how does that work? What I also find brilliant. Yeah. Isn't it great when you've... You, <laughs> I wouldn't name names, but mm-hmm. isn't it great sometimes when you find out that some people who, you know, have been using, say, JAWS for a long period of time, and then you learn, they don't know how it works, really. They've been using it, but they don't really know how to use it because you're telling them, oh, yeah, do you, you do that thing to get to the... And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you didn't mm-hmm. know that? <laughs> how are you using your computer? What are you doing over there? You just, <laughs> Have you, have, you un- have you unplugged the computer keyboard and you're just sitting there tapping it on the keys? It is funny, isn't it? It's like some kind of conversion, you know, like yeah. you just suddenly realise, oh, how could you have not, pre- how have you, no, how, how you could you even use this? anything? Yeah. I think we've all got tips to share because there's just so much to know. But mm. yeah, when that's quite a core thing, like you were saying the other day with the previewing things in on Mac OS with Hit the spacebar. Space <clears throat> feature. Do you know this, Sally? <laughs> no. Go on, tell, tell, tell. It's, I love this one. So, and it's, it's this is one of the simplest things, and one of the reasons a lot of people love the Mac is that whenever you go to a file, say an audio file, or in our case probably, you just hit the space bar, and it will instantly start playing the, the audio. And then you just hit the space bar again to stop it. It's a and preview it stops window it. pops up, so it just gives you a very oh. quick. Oh, that's the file, right? Yes, and then move on. Um, Such a good idea. Obviously, it's, it's meant for you know documents and things people could see very quickly. Oh yeah, that's the document. What without having to open it up in the program. Um, it's probably one of the best things about the Mac, actually. It's, it's funny because I mean, space again, doesn't just stop it; it makes the thing go away again, so you're back to where you were. Exactly, before, so it doesn't it doesn't lose your focus. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Tim, what are you? Well, not, I don't want to bring you on in the Mac side because I know you're not a Mac guy, and and I know that, and that's and that's I think the great thing about this because we get so many different perspectives on this. But you know, let's. I mean, Stephen's case, he's thinking he's probably going to go down the route of the Mac, but. You know, for other people with learning JAWS and stuff, I mean, again, it's a challenge. It's the same. It doesn't feel that different, does it, really, when it, we talk Mac or, P- or PC? Overall, I think it's it's not different. Yes, of course, the nitty-gritty of it, the, the daily use of it is different because, you know, the VO combination keys and, and, and that kind of thing. And, and I know the basics of how to use VoiceOver on the Mac. I could get by if I needed to. But to dive in like you guys do and the way that I use JAWS or NVDA on a Windows PC... No, I, I obviously don't have that skill with voiceover on the Mac. However, no matter how you're doing it, no matter what screen reader you are going to, that transition, as we have you know, all, you know, all talked about many times on many shows uh, over the many years, um, that transition, yeah, is daunting and can can cause lots of anxiety and be frustrating. Can can. Yes, it gives me anxiety just thinking about that transition. And and I went through it like 15, 20 years ago. Um, But yeah, I mean, whether you go with 
you know, JAWS or MVDA or, or whatever with, you know, the PC side, Windows side, or, uh, you know, a voiceover on the Mac, you're going to have very similar challenges, but you're going to have very similar achievements. And there's going to be, I hate to even say it, but there's going to be eye-opening experiences that mm -hmm. you're going to have with either one. Because, you know, you're going to realize, like, Robin, I, I think, actually, we all mentioned it, but, um, you know, talking about how, in a way, things get easier. I mean, I, I will never forget my training, you know, to Stephen's point about, um, well, Stephen, the, the, Stephen, the email, and, and you, Stephen, both saying, you know, about learning JAWS or, or even voiceover or whatever, learning a screen reader as more of a side project, as a hobby, dabble into it. Don't learn a screen reader like I did where I'm two weeks into a brand new job mm. and I'm and I'm finding, yeah, this isn't working for me anymore with uh with Zoom text and and you know half a word on a screen at the time mm. at a time. Mm -hmm. I have to learn JAWS all of a sudden. And my training, you know, we we went through a six-month, you know, training at that at that position. And my training had to just stop dead so I could take JAWS courses. Uh, and they they thankfully brought somebody in and I got trained, but it it was like what 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 now? Uh, um, okay, you know, and so I had no choice. I couldn't just ease my way into it and learn it a little over time. I had to learn it and learn it for that job. Now, in hindsight, that's great because it made me learn so many more things about Jaws. Well, then I probably even need the, to know, um, and that I ever need to, to use at this point in my life, but. It was a good experience. And it was a good thing, but it is scary. You know, say, like you said, Stephen, turn off the monitor, put away the mouse and just use the keyboard. Um, but you will find the shortcuts, even if you have some vision, a lot of the keyboard shortcuts are fantastic. I, I talk to people all the time who are fully sighted or maybe just, you know, partially sighted that still try to, to incorporate a lot of keyboard shortcuts. I remember you're talking to Stephen about how excited it is or how excited you get, you know, when you find out maybe that you know more than something, you know, somebody else knew, or you find something that they knew that you didn't know. I remember how excited you got once. I don't know if it was on air or off. I think it was on air. We did this once where I think it was Robin told you about hitting the N key on windows Yes, that's because right. it works in a browser to go to the next text mm. on the page, but you didn't realize you could do it in like outlook as well. And so you're like, wow, this just changes my life. I could just hit one key and pop below all that stuff in the heading. And that sounds I exactly get... like me. It's... No, it <laughs> really it great does. impression, Tim. Right? No, I, not at all. Wasn't even trying. But no, um, no, it has to be a lot more angry and deep. And no, never mind. I'm um, so happy. That's yes. right. I'm Scottish, damn it. I'll um, see you in the back alley later. Yeah. But, um, but no, but like the, those experiences are awesome. <laughs> and we all have them all the time. I don't know how many times on our WhatsApp, and they bleed into the show quite a bit, where one of us will go, How do we do this? You know, when I was trying to really learn NVDA more, I was contacting Sean because he's, you know, our NVDA guru. And I called him a couple of times. I'm like, all right, Sean, I'm really trying to, to dive deep into NVDA. But because of my JAWS background, I want to do, you know, X, Y, Z. Can I do this on NVDA or can I not? Or, you know, what's the shortcut? Is there a shortcut? Can I make a shortcut? You know, and I a couple of times he's like, you know. I don't know. Let's look that up. Let's find out because I'm not sure. Or he immediately would, you know, tell me what my answer was. So it, it's that 
helping each other, you know, picking each other's brains, as you said, Stephen, knowing stuff. Um, and if, and if I don't know, hopefully, you know, somebody else I know is going to know. And yeah. usually it's one of you guys. So no, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that we get emails like this and these kind of questions and that we can, that we can cover these kind of things, whether it's PC or, or Mac side, because each one is equally important and, and necessary for people to learn. It's another tool in the toolkit, as we always say. And as you said, you know, to begin this, Stephen, if if you don't know a screen reader yet, but you think eventually, whether it's tomorrow or five years from now, if you think you'll ever need it, just start learning it. It, it will make your life so much better when, when and if you have to do it. Especially if you have the time now. Yes. Because then other, you'll be chasing your tail. Don't be like me when I was in high school. Line. I think we talked about this several weeks ago where I was offered Braille courses when I had full vision and knew it would eventually go away. But I was, you know, I was you know 15 and arrogant and thought, well, oh, get well. complacent, don't you? You think, I won't it, need right. that. My yeah, vision exactly. will be this way the rest of my life. The doctors don't think it'll get too much worse. Yep. And then the right eye goes. And then 10 years later, the left eye goes. And it's like... <sighs> Yeah, don't listen to I should have learned that before. I yeah. really <laughs> wish I had I really wish I had learned Braille when when I was offered it in I, high school. I kinda even if that, I could see. I kinda hope that doctors now are a bit more well, I, certainly they're more knowledgeable. I mean, you know, bear in mind when I was getting my information it was thirty years ago. Mm, same. So, you know, information wasn't there. And you know, for me it was a case of, Oh, your eyes will never change, nothing will change, everything will be fine. Yep, and you just same. think, Oh well that's fine then. Uh, and then and you totally to believe go, it, don't you? Well, of course. Well, look, these people have got white coats, they've got stethoscopes and things, and they've got, like, you know, a nameplate. You know, they know things. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen Reed says, thanks for a great show, wonderful banter, and the odd bit of tech talk. Well, we do try. Um, we're going to take a we're going to take a break. We'll be back tomorrow because we've got lots more to talk about, loads more of your comments to get to. Uh, will Sean join us tomorrow? Well, there's, there's a question. Will he manage to get internet by then? Mm. Uh, I don't imagine so. But then I also know, uh, I know Sean well enough to know that he's probably now found something to eat. And uh, that's the last we will ever hear of him this week. Or this weekend, at least. <laughs> uh, Robin, this is for you. I'm going to play us Damn out this. with your hit of the day. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow for another show. Bye. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.